What's up, guys? My name is Leif Arneson, and you're listening to episode 13 of the Vegan Gym Podcast. My brother and I are personal trainers and vegan bodybuilders who started this podcast as part of our mission to show the world that vegans are strong, healthy, compassionate badasses who are leading the charge against chronic disease, animal abuse, and climate change. We've had the opportunity to help thousands of vegans reach their fitness goals, but we're just getting started. Our goal is to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. So if you believe in challenging the status quo and showing the world how badass veganism really is, then this podcast is for you. With that, I'd like to introduce my brother, my co-host for this podcast, Anders. What's going on, man? What is up, guys? This is peak week for me, and I... I'm feeling all types of emotions at the moment. <laughs> last day of dieting. It, yeah, it's my last day of actual dieting. I get to increase my carbs tomorrow, but I'm getting like mixed feelings of stress, fatigue, uh, nervousness. It's just like crazy at the moment. So, but how are you? Are you uh, looking forward to more carbs, or don't you care? Honestly, I don't really <laughs> care. I just want to get the show what? over. Are with. you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Well, more carbs are going to help you do that. So exactly, um, and I'm sure you're looking forward to having some other food afterwards. That's yeah. <laughs> I just look forward to not having to use my scale. <laughs> right. Yeah, literally weighing everything out. The worst yeah. is like weighing stuff out and thinking, "Oh, that looks good," and then realizing that you put too much on, or yeah, <laughs> having exactly. to put some food back, or how little it looks. Right. That's usually the case with uh, like oats or something. You look at your bowl, you're like, "Oh my." God, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. We, uh, I think you were talking to one of our clients the other day, and um, uh, his name is Wayne. And Wayne was talking about how all he wants is like a full cup of oatmeal. Yeah, he was talking. He was like, <laughs> it's like, I don't care about to eat nasty foods. He was like, I just want a fucking cup of oatmeal. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to have to measure out half a cup of oatmeal. You know, I just want to eat until I'm full and satisfied. (laughs) Yeah, don't we all? But the joys of dieting. Exactly. All right, but there are there are huge perks to it though, too. So there are. Yeah, you do feel pretty good about yourself, and um, it is a huge accomplishment to get to the end of a cut and realize, yeah, I actually did it. I lost uh, that weight. I lost that body fat, um, and feel really good about your progress. So. It's all good. It's just a it's just a small part of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll look back on this next week and be like, I'm so glad I dieted for two and a half months. Right. <laughs> so it's it's just like while you're in the suck, it sucks. But when you're out, it's uh, something to look back and uh, reminisce about. So, so the real question is, how long are you going to uh, maintain your physique afterwards? <laughs> uh, I'm going to do it a lot safer this time. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> How quickly did you get back up to your body weight last year? Uh, after two, your show? two weeks. <laughs> you got back up. So you died. But that was, that was a lot of bloating and a ton of yeah, water weight yeah, too, sure. though. But all right, guys, we're going to get into the podcast now. And lucky for you, this is part one of a four-part series. And this series is, we should come up with a cool name for it, but... It well, is. It, it's called your training questions answered. <laughs> it doesn't have to be cool. It just has to be like 
practical and makes sense. Exactly. And that's exactly what this is. So, uh, yeah, as Honor said, this is part one of a four-part series, and we're going to be answering all of your training questions in this four-part series. And these are all questions that you guys have sent us via social media and email. And, uh, yeah, we've just been adding to a list of uh, questions that you guys have wanted to uh, hear the answers to. And this is the whole sole reason why we chose these podcasts, yeah. si- this series. So. Yeah, so this is uh, part one of the four-part series. So there are going to be four parts to this. Now, we're going to try to keep it as interesting as possible. Uh, we do want to answer your questions. And we've got about 20 questions that we're going to be covering over this four-part series. Um, and we definitely want to answer those and, and give uh, really some really good information. But we also want to be sure to keep it kind of fresh and stuff so we'll probably be doing one of these episodes every other week and just so uh, you don't we don't bore you <laughs> yeah we don't want four straight podcasts with like training question answers that sounds pretty boring so we're going to try to keep it a little fresh uh but anyways um what are the well i guess we could just jump into it we don't even have to cover the well let's the let's for those that are listening in the beginning let's just oh, knock yeah, that's out a good idea. Uh, the five questions that we are going to cover today and then we'll dive right into it. This is just going to be real quick. So number one, what is the most important part of the training program? Number two, what exercises are best for building muscle? Number three, what are the best exercises for losing weight? Number four, should women lift heavy weights? Number five, what are the ideal rep ranges for building vegan muscle? So with that, thank you, Andy, for that first question. What is the most important part of the training program? So with this, we need to go in a little bit more depth. And uh, so we're going to, have to, we're going to provide you a, an understanding of hypertrophy first. And then we'll dig into the actual answer to this question. Yeah, so the answer to this question is uh, it really lies in kind of having a solid understanding of hypertrophy. Now, hypertrophy is a technical term for muscle growth, okay? Yeah, I guess I could have said that. (laughs) So if you hear hypertrophy, you just think muscle growth. Now, there are three keys to muscle growth, okay? We have number one is progressive overload. Number two is muscle protein synthesis, uh, which is often abbreviated MPS. And number three is cellular repair. Sounds super scientific, guys, but this stuff is pretty basic and it is really easy to understand. And we'll try to make it as easy as possible to understand. Exactly. So this seems pretty counterintuitive, but the only way that you actually build muscle is by damaging your muscles. And um, as I said, this seems kind of counterintuitive, but allow me to explain. Uh, So skeletal muscle is actually made up of long fibrous chains that contain proteins. And uh, you have thousands of these proteins. fibers, thousands of these bundles of fibers uh, that actually make up the muscle itself. So when you engage in a heavy workout, you actually damage your muscles and cause what are known as micro tears in the muscle fibers themselves. Which is pretty funny, guys. We talk about this constantly with each other. Majority of people pay like 40 to $75 a month to go and actually hurt their bodies and not well, it helps yeah, them in the long run, but at the current moment, they're hurting their bodies. <laughs> yeah, just causing like micro tears throughout your uh, your whole muscular structure. Uh, but but that really is kind of 
that that really is vital for the whole uh, muscle building process. Um, and the process of MPS, uh, muscle protein synthesis, uh, is the process of rebuilding your muscle tissue after you do uh, that damage to your to your muscles. Uh, now the damage caused uh, the damage causes your body actually to string together amino acids into new proteins to repair the micro tears. Um, and this damage also activates cyto, uh, satellite cells, which are kind of like stem cells. And these uh, satellite cells actually flood the damaged area where they multiply and they fuse onto the muscle fibers to repair them. And this actually makes your muscles bigger and stronger than they were before. Now, your body naturally repairs your micro tear damage by mending the torf torn fibers using, um, as I said, amino acids, which are the components of protein that your body synthesizes uh, both on its own and from food. Uh, you have non-essential amino acids, which your body can actually uh, synthesize itself, and then you have uh, essential amino acids, which your body must obtain from food, the food that you eat. Um, so how long does this process take? So well, it takes about 48 hours if you have proper nutrition and you're getting proper rest yeah so yeah it generally takes about 48 hours and this process is known as cellular repair um so let's let's go back and do a little bit of a recap so you first go into the gym you damage your muscle you cause micro tears in your muscle and then you eat uh the right nutrition and you have rest that actually allows your body uh time uh, and resources to repair the torn muscle fibers. Um, now, the result from this process is a muscle that is larger and stronger than before. And to cause uh, micro tear damage again, like the next week that you're in the gym, to cause micro tear damage to your larger, stronger muscles, you must actually gradually increase the exercise-induced stress that your muscles experience. And this gradual increase over time is called progressive overload. Yep. That's a very, very important phrase. Th this whole process, guys, is what makes muscle building such a process because it's time time yeah it, it takes lots of time and it, it requires the right nutrition the right training program it requires proper rest so there are lots of components to this um and and that's that's really the answer to this question um the the most important part of training the most important part of a training program is progressive overload and this simply means lifting uh progressively heavier and heavier weights over time so you go into the gym one week and you're doing a uh, hundred pounds on bench press, and then you go in the next week and you do a hundred and five pounds on bench press, and then you go in the week after that and you're doing a hundred and ten pounds uh, on bench press for your working sets, and then a year down the road you're you're repping out two twenty five on bench press. That is uh, that's progressive overload. That's progressively increasing the weight over time. And that's how your muscles add bulk. That's how your muscles add strength and also speed. So um, muscles really need to be given, given a really powerful reason to grow. And nothing is more convincing to your muscles than subjecting them to more and more mechanical stress and tension, which is exactly what resistance training does. Um, now, this makes really good intuitive sense, and I hope that we explain it well. Uh, but it's also been supported by 
literally hundreds of studies. Uh, for example, in a meta-analysis of 140 related studies, researchers from Arizona State University found that a progression in resistance optimizes strength gains and muscle growth. So this has been proven uh, anecdotally. It's been proven uh, in research. It's uh, it's very much the the definitive uh, most important part of a training program. Okay, exactly. so we're talking about progressive overload. That is the answer to question number one. So Andy, I hope you found value in this, man. All right, question number two. Jonathan wants to know what exercises are best for building muscle. Isn't it like the bicep curl, Leif? Exactly. <laughs> well, and that's what we used to I do. I do bicep curls to grow my legs. <laughs> well, so we used to do lots of uh, like drop sets and supersets. And I've said this numerous times in the podcast and, and in other places. I, I used to, when I first started training, I used to just go into the gym and literally do hundreds or thousands of reps. Uh, for a given training day. And that's not the right way to um, actually build muscle. Now, there are many ways to train your muscles. um, But when your goal is to gain as much strength and size as quickly as possible, absolutely nothing beats heavy compound weightlifting. It's better than workout machines. It's better than any kind of pump that you can get from doing drop sets and supersets. It's better than body weight exercises. It's better than yoga, Pilates. It's better than anything else uh, that really helps you to develop muscle definition. Um, But what exactly do we mean by heavy compound weightlifting? You want to give us a recap? Yes. All the weight, guys. As heavy as you can. Just kidding. Seriously. But seriously, what we mean by heavy is you should primarily use weights in the range of 75 to 85% of your one rep max for that exercise, uh, which includes weights that you can do four to eight reps with before failing. So those four to eight reps should be very tough, but you should be able to get them pretty easily with good form. Yeah. So Well... Yeah, not necessarily easily. Like the last rep or two should be a struggle. Uh, we don't necessarily go to failure for each set, but we do push ourselves like uh, pretty much to the brink. Yeah, I, I guess what I was trying to say is you. I usually start out uh, my lifts, like my sets, like the first two reps are fairly easy, but by the end of that set, I am like close to failure. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, exactly. We generally go to the point where um, if we were to do one more rep, we would fail on that rep. Like, exactly. If I were to do one more rep, uh, if I were if I were to go one more rep on really any exercise that I do, let's say bench press, the weight would go down. I'd touch my chest, and it wouldn't come off my chest unless I rode it off of him. <laughs> and, yeah, unless. Road is in R O W E D. Yeah, picked it up. So, so uh, by compound weightlifting, what we really mean is that you should focus your efforts on exercises that actually train several uh, major muscle groups, uh, like the squat, deadlift, and bench press, even the overhead press, and other the uh, staple lifts, guys. Yeah, Come these on. are the most important ones. Compound just means that you're working. Uh, kind of multiple muscles and um and uh also multiple joints at the same time i i did not notice 
crazy progression until I started utilizing these three lifts. And yeah, there are all the compound exercises, but the squat, deadlift, and bench press are the best for building muscle and strength. I'm telling you, when I was in the Marines, I did the whole like drop set, super set, that type of deal and jump from flat bench straight into the uh, chest flies back into flat bench, that type of deal. And I I was just fatiguing myself and I wasn't really uh, making any progress in the gym because I hit a plateau in my, my uh, my max strength and my one rep max and I couldn't go anywhere. Got extremely frustrated. And then when I came home, Leif and I started uh, going to a, uh, a gym, uh, our buddy's gym, which is, I call it the dungeon because it's in a, in a basement. Yeah. But it's just like, a, it's like, or super like music blaring, just weight everywhere. It's like a huge like powerlifting type gym. Yeah. And, and that's where I really started utilizing the deadlift, the squat, and the bench press. So it's, and since then, uh, my body to pound ratio lifting wise has exploded and I have never been stronger yeah. in my entire life. Yeah, and totally. I think me the same, too. Yeah, the same exact for you. Same exact thing for me. And I think a lot of people get misled. A lot of guys and girls get misled when they're first starting to lift, especially guys, because that's kind of what all the bodybuilding magazines Especially kind of neglecting legs. On. That's something that guys are really bad about. Yeah, neglecting legs. They definitely don't want to do squats, most of them. And uh, I kind of when you're first getting started, you, you look to like these bodybuilding guys to because you're like, wow, they look really big. And maybe you don't want to look necessarily as big as they do, but you're like, they must know what they're talking exactly. about when it comes to building exactly. muscle. And of course, they do know what they're talking about, but they know... They know what works uh, on a very um, on a on on with drugs like there. <laughs> yeah, you could say it, man. I, I was trying <laughs> There's to, no other way. Of yeah, going I was going to try it. to say it a little <laughs> bit nicer, but that's that's it. That's uh, they're on drugs, and um, it's and, also really tight fitness regime and nutrition, and they're they're really like they're really strict on everything else, but <laughs> it comes down to the drugs. Yeah, it really does. And it's it's regimen, dude. <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, you said regime. Oh <laughs> you my say regime all the time. I always say that <laughs> regime. Yeah, uh, yeah. This isn't like com. This isn't like some Hitler thing. <laughs> all right. So uh, um, on that note, yeah. So we got uh, uh, all these bodybuilders who are saying, "Hey, do this. Do like tons of reps and stuff," and that's. That's really not optimal when you're a natural weightlifter. If you're a natural weightlifter, you want to focus on the uh, the heavy compound weightlifting. So uh, that's pretty that's much how it you build for number two vegan muscle, guys. All right, number three. Corinne asked us if she should exercise differently for weight loss, and so the question is, what exercises are best for shredding fat? Yeah, so let's first make a quick little distinction here. Weight loss is, in my opinion, a terrible phrase. Uh, we don't like the phrase weight loss at all. Um, we I, we commend your efforts for trying to, quote-unquote, lose weight. But 
That should never be your goal. Your goal is to shred fat and not shred muscle, okay? So that's why we always want to talk about shredding fat. Uh, we don't really like talking about weight loss. It's, yeah, when you say weight loss, you could literally go into the sauna for 30 minutes and lose three pounds. Yeah. So yeah, and that's just water weight or... And then you gain it back an hour after you get home. Right. <laughs> and we and we go over this all the time, but... Um, if you said that you wanted to lose ten pounds, and if you wanted, if you wanted a weight loss of ten pounds, and I could just magically snap my fingers and have you lose five pounds of, uh, five pounds of fat and also five pounds of muscle, well, you wouldn't really like that. You you'd lose your ten pounds, but you would not like that transformation. That would yeah, not exactly. be a step forward. You want to lose ten pounds of fat, well while uh, retaining all of your lean muscle mass. So that's just a little distinction that we feel like we should make all the time whenever we hear weight loss. But the answer to this question... (laughs) Yeah, well, the answer to this question is the same thing as building muscle. So the same exercises uh, that we use for building muscle, we also use for shredding fat. Um, And lots of people seem to think that you need to do these high rep workouts to get lean and ripped. And that's completely false. With Uh, hours of cardio. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is often recommended as a way to increase your calorie burning and really kind of like bring out your muscle definition or whatever that means. And the the reality is that that's not that's not the case. That's not true. Dropping the weight and increasing your volume in terms of reps doesn't uh, like automatically produce more muscle separation density or even vascularity. Uh, research has shown that it doesn't even burn that many more calories compared to heavy weight, lower volume strength training workouts that are really grounded in heavy compound weightlifting. And although heavy strength training, like the heavy compound weightlifting, might not leave you as sweaty as kind of the high rep, low weight uh, workout styles uh, or even cardio, uh, the heavy compound weightlifting actually burns about as many calories as the high rep uh, workouts with cardio uh, does as well. And this is uh, mainly due to what's known as the afterburn effect, which is really, uh, which is pretty much just the rise in metabolic rates that occurs between sets and after your workout as your body recovers. So, uh, to give you a really tangible idea of how this works, uh, let's review a study conducted by scientists at uh, Ball State University that. Um, I conducted a study where they had two groups of women perform two different training protocols. Yeah, this is definitely something that we want to throw some studies your way just to prove that compound lifting is the way to go. Yeah, (laughs) and not the high rep stuff. Okay, so we have in the study, we have two different groups of women. Uh, The first group uh, did high rep, low weight, superset style training with minimal rest between sets. Okay, so they were just going... Uh, as fast as possible, doing as much, uh, as many reps as possible, and they weren't really um, resting in between. Now, the other group actually followed a periodized uh, strength training routine where most of their reps were around 70 to 90% of their one rep max. Now, So, after their 12-week program, dude, where did they end up? So both groups actually lost about 20 pounds, which means that the workouts burned about the same number of calories. But the group that did heavy strength training actually 
gained three times more muscle. Three Se- times, guys. Uh, actually, a little over three times. They gained seven pounds of muscle versus uh, group one that gained two pounds of muscle. They also lost over twice as much body fat. So both groups lost that 20 pounds, but one actually uh, gained strength and gained muscle, while the other one mostly uh, kind of like lost muscle, and they their body composition did not improve nearly uh, uh, as much as group two. I so, would have hated to be a participant in group one. Right. Yeah. If you had any idea of like, yeah, like strength that, training, you'd like, be like, man, I just set my back myself back right. five years. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, they didn't really specify, uh, the exact, their exact workout, uh, experience, but, right. but it proves the point guys. It's like compound lifts are the way to go for both muscle gain and to shred fat. Yeah. And in another study, men training with heavy weights actually experienced increased uh, metabolic rates for three days after their workouts and burned hundreds more calories than the group that trained with lighter weights. Uh, Research has also shown that the big compound movements like the squat, bench press, and deadlift are the types of exercises that produce the greatest increases in metabolic rate. So the bottom line here is that if you want to preserve as much muscle as possible and burn as much fat as possible while you're working to cut or shred fat um, or even lose weight, if that's how, if those are the terms that you use, uh, you Which really just don't mean, use yeah, it. don't use those terms. <laughs> you really just mean I want to shred fat. So use that next time. Um, then what you want to be doing is a lot of heavy pushing, pulling, squatting. You want to be doing these heavy compound lifts. And it's actually more fun than all the high rep stuff too cuz yeah. it actually pushes yourself. Yeah, it we feel like So we're repetitive. all about short intense workouts that you actually look forward to doing. And going into the gym and doing 2 hours of drop sets and supersets with no rest in between for me, that's not fun. If you enjoy that, okay, go go do that. But that's not optimal for building muscle. That's not optimal for shredding fat or losing weight. That's not optimal for anything in terms of improving your body composition or gaining strength. So I don't know why you would want to do that. But if for some reason you want to do that, um, I guess go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're not holding you back, but we're telling you what works the best. Yeah, right? we're not holding you back, but your training routine is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. On top of those two questions, Samantha, for number question. That, that was question, question three, dude. <laughs> what? Did I, We've done three questions. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> We've already gone through three questions. So yeah. we're, we're on question four. Right. Okay. I thought uh, you just said two questions. Never mind. I said for the last two questions, we were talking oh, about the compound yeah. list, and I'm going oh, into my this bad, one. My bad. All right. <laughs> keep going. All right. So question number four, guys. Samantha wants to know, should women lift heavy weights too? Which always cracks me up when uh, women ask that because we, we talk about this all the time as well and how it's perceived as women having to do – just cardio and light weights for yeah. uh, to get that bikini body you see on the magazines yeah. and stuff, and it, it's it's ridiculous how uh, why like why would women have to vary so much more uh, 
drastically than men you know I mean, it's yeah so it's it's um yeah it's kind of it's funny but a little bit sad and it's not it's nothing that women do it's just ridiculous social standards um and clueless trainers and clueless men who suggest that women really just need to like eat really low calorie diets and just exactly. uh just go on to the elliptical for like two hours a day to look good and, and this, sadly you see that at the gym yeah every and you see it day. so much and it's it's really tragic um that is not at all what you should be doing okay um that might be uh what some people some women use to uh stay fit but first of all it's not sustainable it's not fun it's not optimal for building muscle it's not optimal for shredding fat um and most people who kind of follow that advice most women who follow that advice and even some guys who follow that advice end up kind of looking skinny fat like they're they're skinny they don't they look um pretty thin in clothes and stuff and even uh in a swimsuit but they don't actually really feel good about their body and they're not really uh they don't really have an athletic look so all of that stuff these ridiculous social standards or these these ideas that you need to be on the elliptical for hours or you need to be doing tons of these uh lightweight like circuit style training programs that's all complete garbage and uh and this is so important because i uh, all all ladies should feel strong and sexy without starving yourself and spending your evenings chained to a piece of cardio equipment yeah, <laughs> i mean this is like terrible that's like how i am at the moment right <laughs> yeah and and Anders is not enjoying oh, it i hate it so much guys uh and the only reason by the way just to just to make this very clear, the only reason he's doing lots of cardio right now is because he is in his final stage of uh, prepping for a physique competition. So that's a little bit different, but he's still focusing on heavy compound weightlifting. He's just adding some cardio. Exactly. So that's kind of a special case. And um, But for people who are just trying to look good and stuff, you really don't need to do that much cardio. I, I do... Pretty much no cardio. It all comes down to... And you've uh, lost like seven pounds, right? In yeah. The last- and I, I've done that with just uh, dieting and focusing on heavy compound weightlifting. That is it. And that's all you need. So, um, ladies, you've been completely misled and it's totally not your fault. Uh, if you want a firm, toned, and lean physique and you want to gain strength and gain... Um, uh, gain strength in the in the weight room. You want to be lifting heavy weights. Uh, so the same thing goes for women. Okay, so you want to be lifting heavy compound uh, lifts. Uh, so you've got uh, your squat, deadlift, bench press. Those are the same things that that women should be doing. Um, now, lots of women will hear that and think, well, I don't want to build muscle like a man does. Yeah, I don't want to look like a <laughs> dude or I don't want to get big and bulky. And uh, that's not at all what heavy compound weightlifting is going to do. In fact, doing tons of cardio and stuff, that, that will uh, inevitably leave you uh, looking kind of skinny fat if you're not doing the uh, kind of heavy compound weightlifting in addition, or at least a really um, kind of well-structured lifting program on machines or something if you have some physical limitations but yeah exactly but like, doing, like in the gym you see those women that are on that just go to the elliptical and then leave the gym 
but then you also notice like the 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 fit women they're doing like the weightlifting and then the cardio yeah. if they really want to do yeah that. and you can certainly so it's, be it's, you can see the difference yeah. in the gym and you can certainly be super fit as a as a woman or as a guy if you're going in and just doing uh, you're just doing like endurance activities and stuff. If you're training for a marathon or training for an Ironman triathlon or something, the the majority of your workouts are going to be uh, the are going to be cardio. Yeah, and, don't know how you guys do that. And that that totally <laughs> awesome. makes sense. Uh, but we're we're just talking about kind of getting in the best shape of your life. If you want to, um, and mostly in terms of aesthetics. Okay, so if you're trying to build up your uh, cardiovascular endurance, obviously you want to be doing cardio. Uh, but that's we're just talking about what's optimal for kind of looking your best. So <clears throat> it's crucial for women to understand that you're not going to get overly muscular and bulky by lifting heavy weights, uh, even super heavy weights, like even if you're focusing on low, low rep, high weight uh, exercises. And the reason is quite simple. For one, it takes many, many years. Like, even guys, it takes many, many years. Uh, But women simply don't have the right cocktail of hormones that really enables men to get bulky. So we know this firsthand. It takes years and years of intense training, eating, um, and uh, lots of guys tend to use supplements and even drugs to build a big bulky body. You definitely don't need to do that. But the point is it takes years of this intense training and eating. And, um, and men also have 10 to 15 times as much testosterone as women. And even we have trouble getting big and bulky. Like, yeah, I wish I could <laughs> just grow muscle so much faster. Right. Like, <laughs> it's such a slow process. And uh, women think that they're just going to go into the weight room and just do some deadlifts and bench presses and and uh, overhead presses and uh, for, for like a week. And then they're just going to look like the Hulk. And that's not at all true. You're not going to look big and bulky. Um, and even if you start getting to a point where you're looking a little, it, where you personal th- personally think that you look a little bit too big or a little too bulky, ease off the throttle. Then you just, you know? yeah, you just stop doing as much weightlifting or you change up your routine a little bit. You're, you're never going to just like wake up one day and look massive. Okay. I wish that could be the case for us. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> So if your goal is to get fit and toned, then lifting heavy weights and eating a whole food plant-based diet with adequate protein is going to allow you to reach your goal. If you want to develop that lean, defined, athletic look that you really see in like uh, in fitness models, then you're going to need to uh, maintain a relatively low body fat percentage, do heavy compound weightlifting, um, and, and eat right. Like You don't need to be doing... Uh, tons of cardio. You don't need to be doing tons of drop sets and supersets. You don't need to be doing uh, tons of um, group like cardio uh, programs and stuff like that. So forget the lightweights. Uh, and even if you go in and you like you're lifting heavy weights, yeah, you might be making like ugly faces. You might be grunting or uh, and and. Women might look at you and and be a little scared or intimidated, but <laughs> that's but a that's good totally thing, okay. Like, don't don't go in and like be worried about what other people are going to think of you. Yeah, it's 
So that's we, another we thing, We don't too. care. We grunt. Yeah. We, we smash weights. People look at us yeah, really weird. You know what? The women that I respect the most in the gym are the ones who do that. Who, yeah. Who just go in there and they're like, I don't give, Beast mode. I don't give a shit what anyone else they're, thinks they're about me. They're the ones me. that don't talk to anyone in the gym. They listen to their music and right. you're just like, whoa, she, yeah, she that, knows what she's doing. Yeah, that inspires me. Like if, especially if I see some, some woman... There are a few really strong women, but if, if if I see some woman who's like getting close to me in terms of like weight, that like seriously pushes me. I'm like, and it's not just that. Oh, I I need to be manly, be 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 manly or something, but it inspires me because that's exactly what women should be doing in the gym. So train like a a female athlete, and you're going to actually look the part as well. Exactly, that's a good way to put it. All right, number five, guys. Sorry for that, like, pause there. <laughs> yeah, number five, guys. Tim wants to know, what are the ideal rep ranges for building muscle? And this is really good because we've been talking about all these supersets and stuff and how does it not uh, doesn't really work and it, it's just going to hurt you more than anything else. But what is the ideal rep range for these compound lifts? We touched on it a little bit earlier, but we're about to get in and in on it a little bit more right now. So this is one of the most important training questions that anyone can ask. Uh, if you get the rep ranges correct, then you're going to be building muscle uh, efficiently and relatively quickly, and you're going to be getting to the body that you want uh, in pretty quick fashion. And that's exactly what I was explaining when that happened to me, guys. I was doing as many reps as possible and then I moved over to heavy compound lifting and everything, and I mean everything, just exploded. Numbers, my my muscle mass, I shredded fat, I I just got received a such a athletic looking body, whereas before I was looking like a blob. Yeah, exactly. Or or you can look skinny fat. You can go to the gym on a regular basis and still look skinny fat. You're not building um, muscle, you're just kind of in limbo. You're just kind of like in a in a uh, plateau forever because you're not focusing on the right uh, exercises and you're not focusing on the right rep ranges. So if you get it right, then you're going to be building the body you want. If you get it wrong, then you're going to be uh, just like stuck in limbo. You're going to be plateaued. You're going to be treading water. And uh, you'll probably eventually drown because you lose motivation and don't want to go to the gym anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so it's really that simple. Uh, you either get it right and you look good or you get it wrong and you, and you don't achieve your fitness goals. And um, unfortunately, this question is also one of the most controversial training questions in existence. There are tons of theories and opinions about... Um, uh, the different rep ranges and really what you should be focusing on. But the progression of scientific and anecdotal evidence points in a very clear direction. If you want to maximize muscle growth, you want to train with heavy loads and a moderate volume. So that being said, you want to focus, you want to emphasize heavy weights. Uh, like we said earlier, somewhere on the order of 80% of a one rep max, we generally uh, or a little bit higher than 80%, maybe 85%, sometimes 90%, depending on the exact movement and the exact training day. And how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, and you want to be doing a moderate number of reps per major muscle group every week. All right. Let's throw another fact. Well, new, uh, 
study at them, guys. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. All right. So- One study published by the University of Florida in 2015 separated 33 physically active, resistant trained men into two groups. You want to say group one? So group one uh, was a high volume, moderate intensity group that did four workouts per week consisting of four sets per exercise in the 10 to 12 rep range. So that's very important. 10 to 12 reps for group number one. That's about 70% of a one rep max. And group two, a moderate volume, high intensity group that did four workouts per week consisting of four sets per exercise in the three to five rep range, which was at 90% of the one rep max. So group one was 10 to 12 reps and group two was three to five reps. Now, both groups did the same exercises, which include the bench press, back squat, deadlift, and seated shoulder press. And both were instructed to maintain their normal eating habits, which was monitored with food diaries. And the result, after eight weeks of training, scientists found that the high-intensity group gained significantly more muscle and strength than a high-volume group. Okay, so... The group that focused on the three to five reps gained significantly more muscle and strength than the high volume group that was focusing on the 10 to 12 rep range. Now, again, they were doing the same exact exercises. These are, these are all uh, compound exercises, the bench press, back squat, deadlift, and seated shoulder press. So the high volume group was doing the same exercises, okay? They weren't going in and doing like bicep curls. They were going in and doing the same uh, compound lifts that we were talking about earlier. So the compound weightlifting is important, but it's not the only piece of the puzzle. The other piece is your rep range. So it's really no surprise that the high intensity group, uh, the group that was uh, focused on the lower rep range of three to five reps, it's no surprise that they gain more strength, but many people wouldn't have expected them to gain more muscle as well. And the researchers from this study actually cited two main reasons for why the heavier training actually beats out the lighter training. For one, higher amounts of mechanical stress that you impose on your muscles. Um, now the high volume training on the other hand, uh, really caused higher amounts of metabolic stress. And, uh, that's the, really the important distinction here is that you want to be focusing on mechanical stress. Okay. This all comes back to question one, when we were talking about progressive overload. Okay. So you want to be focused on lifting heavier weights, uh, over time. Okay. So you're always looking to increase the weight, uh, lifting heavier and heavier weights over time. So that's really the first reason. The second reason that the researchers cited was a greater activation of muscle fibers. So the lower the rep range, the heavier the weight. The heavier the weight, the greater the activation of muscle fibers. Now this in turn uh, results in a greater adaptation across a larger percentage of the muscle tissue. So essentially, uh, the, uh, the low... Uh, the low volume, high intensity group that was focused on the three to five reps uh, for their training uh, actually uh, imposed more mechanical stress on their muscles and they also activated a greater amount of their muscle fiber by focusing on heavier weights with lower reps. So what can we learn from this study and others like it? Uh, 
essentially, we should focus on heavy compound weightlifting for few reps. It's like we're getting repetitive. <laughs> yeah, we're getting like, very repetitive, but this is... It's it's gold, guys. This is how you optimize your your training program. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, however you look at it, if you're looking at rep ranges, if you're looking at the best way to shred fat, if you're looking at the best way to build muscle, if you're looking at the best way to gain strength, if you're looking at the best way for women to lift, if you're looking at the best way for men to lift, it all boils down to the same thing, heavy compound weightlifting in a lower rep range. Um, So this is way more important than maximizing cellular fatigue using tons of high rep sets such as drop sets, giant sets, supersets, and so forth. Now, we recom- we generally recommend that men focus the majority of their workouts on the four to six rep range for their heavy compound lifts. And uh, for women, depending on their goals, uh, they probably want to work more in the six to 10 rep range. Um, <clears throat> now, you certainly can work in the four to six rep range, but if you're, if, uh, for most women, they tend to uh, like going a little lighter on weight and um, not building, not necessarily building as much muscle and strength as possible as quickly as possible. But, but it, it does come down to preference and what yeah, your goals are, guys. Exactly. So. so if you are a woman, we're not we're not trying to discriminate and say that women should be focusing on higher reps. We're just saying, generally speaking, that's what most women want to do that's what they find to be most comfortable and that still produces pretty much the same results uh over time if you want that really like lean like kind of fitness model physique um but if you're a woman and you really want to build as much muscle and strength as possible as quickly as possible then you can really dip down into that four to six rep range just like we recommend for guys so um that's really that's really it uh and but that's what we focus on for our heavy compound lifts. And beyond that, we're, we're doing a lot of more kind of like the standard hypertrophy exercises with lots of isolation uh, exercises. But the majority of our workouts are the heavy compound exercises. Those are the lifts that we hit uh, in the beginning of our workouts. And, and what they, we mean by majority, we're talking like 70% of our workout. Yeah, literally, we'll spend 70% of our workout, 70% of our time and energy focused on the heavy compound lifts. And then we kind of fill in the gaps uh, in our training routine with um, with some isolation exercises after we do the heavy compound lifts. So uh, that's pretty much a wrap. Those are the first five questions. Uh, this was part one of the four parts uh, training series that we're going to be doing. We're answering your training questions. So, um, we hope that you guys found this to be super valuable. And, uh, if you have not subscribed to our email list, you really should do that, uh, because that's where we give away all of our latest content. We send it directly to your inbox. You can sign up for our email list and get a free copy of my book, how to build muscle and lose fat on a vegan diet. Uh, you can do that by going to theveganjim.com forward slash book. Again, that's theveganjim.com forward slash book. You can also go to theveganjim.com, uh, scroll down to the bottom and click the subscribe button. Uh, so that's how you subscribe to our email list. And if you love this episode, please be sure to review it on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Uh, it's just going to take two minutes of your time. It's seriously two minutes of your time, and it's going to really, really help us in our mission to spread veganism and fitness. 
that's two minutes can change uh make us feel so much more accomplished with what we're doing <laughs> yeah and, and it really comes down to spreading the message exactly. and the more reviews that we have the more people who are subscribed to the podcast the more uh people will be seeing the podcast the more people would be uh interacting with our podcast and the more people will learn about veganism and fitness uh specifically vegan fitness and hopefully the more people uh, that will be adopting uh, vegan diets and just kind of crushing the status quo. So please be sure to do that. Review, subscribe to the podcast, and also please be sure to screenshot this episode on your phone. Uh, we would love if you would upload it to Instagram and tag us at the Vegan Gym. Uh, we'd love to see who's enjoying the episode. And, um, and we, we might have a potential giveaway for people that do do this. So... We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll still be, yeah, we're still going to be figuring that out. But um, step one is taking the screenshot, uploading it to Instagram, and tagging us. So that's a wrap. Thank you so much, you guys. Uh, we freaking love you guys. You rock. Um, do you have anything what, else? Yeah. One quick thing. If you guys enjoy us uh, taking some of the questions that you guys have that have been sent via social media and email, uh, and you liked how we did this with a podcast, it would be awesome if you would let us know on any platform that you have contacted us on before or even in the review section in iTunes. Um, this is uh, something new that we've been introduced and it's, uh, I think it's a great way to answer the questions that you all have. So let us know if you have enjoyed it and would like more of it in the future after the four-part series is over. Yeah. And if you have more questions, send them it Yeah, thank way. you so much for everyone to everyone who has been sending us questions. Uh, it's really helpful to kind of... We've been asking before, like, what podcast topics you, would, you guys want to be listening to, and lots of people have had training questions, so we thought that this would be a really good basis for yeah. Yeah, uh, like combines, a podcast it series. It combines the two, so... <laughs> exactly. All right, so thanks so much again, guys. Uh, we hope you have a freaking fantastic week. And until the next episode, take care and keep challenging the freaking status quo.